0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful people from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior professional from Toronto, Canada, Mr. Ali Khan Jetha, or AJ. AJ, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm honored.
0: AJ is the CEO of Market Circle Inc., Uh, the company behind Daylight, which is the award-winning MAC CRM, empowering small business owners, entrepreneurs, and bootstrapping builders across the globe. So AJ, before I get into market circle, you had an amazing journey from Congo to Canada. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your journey and some of your learnings. So this happened
1: in 1974. Mm -hmm. So, I was five years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And we got expelled from the Congo. Back then, it was called Zaire. Yeah, uh, we got expelled, and um, uh, with nothing on our, you know, other than the clothes on our backs, mm-hmm. uh, we landed in uh, in in Brussels. Mm-hmm. Then from Brussels, a few couple months or so later, maybe two months later, we landed in Toronto, Canada.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, then uh, a couple months later, unfortunately, my father passed away. So then I was uh, so it was my mom who had never really worked in other than helping him in the shops, mm-hmm. um, and my two sisters, and so that was uh, the
0: the you know the beginning of the interesting journey.
1: Wow,
0: wow! And then you went on to study, and did you work for some companies or did you start off uh, on your own? So, <laughs> so I actually
1: uh, didn't do well in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, in high school I didn't do that great then I got to university somehow I don't know exactly how I got into university Mm -hmm. Uh, in university I actually failed the first year now how how can somebody actually fail university in the first year, especially at university
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, uh, what 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 it what it basically kind of showed or, or illustrated was that if i'm not interested i'm really not interested <laughs> i don't care right and so uh then from that uh, um uh, what happened was i learned that i i'm not a uh, a book learner or an academic kind of thing i need to have my hands on uh and i got to do stuff so i enrolled uh, in um in, at seneca college which is a college where where you actually did things with your hands we would you know, play with circuit boards and you know wire them and so forth, and, mm. and I actually excelled over there. And it was also co-op, which was great because mm. then I actually earned some money in the summers to be able to afford the winters. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, not the summers. Every four months, we would four months you're school, four months you're working, four months you're school, and it also it was. I, I tell every all the kids like if you can find a co-op program, mm-hmm. that's what you should because yeah. even if you don't find uh, what you
0: like. You will find what you don't like, mm. which is a big
1: help sometimes.
0: Very interesting and great advice. So let's move to uh, Market Circle. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this venture and what led you to develop something which is such a global mm-hmm. product. So uh, Market Circle, the way you see
1: today, is not how we started. We started uh, as a .dot com. Uh, the idea behind that, and I think you will appreciate this is that I was uh, at the time watching a documentary on eBay and they were talking about auctions and so forth, right? And, and I was like, man, who, who in business uh, does auctions? Normally you will have a price, I'll have a price, we'll negotiate and we'll come to an agreement and be done with it and move on, mm. right? And so what we built is a site where you could put a product up, you can have an asking price and then you can negotiate mm. a price between buyer and seller. And you could also uh, request a service as well for a certain price. <clears throat> and so uh, we we built that system. We had it working. We tried to raise some money. Uh, so went through the whole VC kind of things, and and it was very interesting. So at the time in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, in Canada we're still very conservative financially. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was difficult for me to find money here. So mm-hmm. one way or another, I I got to the U.S. Uh, And, uh, you know, one VC gave me a chance. He said, okay, come and do your presentation. Mm -hmm. You have 15 minutes. I got there. And he said, oh, that's actually not a bad idea. You know, if you can convince this other fellow, I'm going to be in for a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, set me up. So he sets me up and I go and talk to that person. And that person says, you know, hmm, that's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm if if you can convince so-and-so <laughs> i'm in for some money too mm. i said okay set me up and by that time i'd gotten to Draper fisher dudes which was the top of the top mm-hmm. current, uh vcs at that time by the time i got there which was may 2000 um <clears throat> you know uh, i got there uh and 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 it was a very tense environment mm-hmm. and so i had to sit down in the reception then you know i was sent to the boardroom. I sit in the boardroom. I see uh, one of the senior execs. I think it was Mr. Judson Sr. And, you know, he was on the phone. You could see through the glass. Uh, and it was like he was not in a happy place. Mm-hmm. And he, he was he was visibly very upset. Mm-hmm. So he comes out of his office, you know, turns the corner, like through, the, you know, the glass wall is right here. It he comes across and he says, yeah, one minute. I don't, I'm supposed to have 15 minutes, right? So mm. I'm like, what? One minute? How am I going to do my presentation in one minute? Mm. Mm. And then the, his receptionist wa- uh, knocks on the door again and says something. So he said, I'll be right back. Mm. He goes, picks up his phone again. He's quite animated. Comes back. He goes, You're up. Okay. So I never actually got to do the presentation. And, and if you recall, uh, you, know, you might recall, mm. May 2000 is when the dot com yep. bubble burst. Best. I know. So, so, got back home and we had the choice of either closing the company up. We had some friends and family money that mm. we used to build uh, the system and or do consulting and pay back the friends and family. So, uh, my, my current CEO, Mike, and I decided uh, that, you know, let's do the ethical right thing, do consulting and pay them back. Mm. So that's what we did. So, we became a consulting firm uh, with custom work, custom development work. Uh, then you know we were making a product for ourselves mm-hmm. because I was losing sales all the time. I was losing track of you know what what uh, what sales opportunities I had. I was losing track of where I was in the sales opportunity. So I you know we had to either you know go switch to PC, use one of the softwares that would allow us to, to help us manage that, or do something of our own on the Mac. So we decided to you know do something of our own on the Mac. Um, and that's how Daylight was born. So wow. Daylight itself was born out of our necessity. Mm-hmm. Then after a little while, uh, Apple got wind of it mm-hmm. and said, you know, you should sell this thing. I go, well, we didn't make it for selling. Goes, eh, it doesn't matter. And you should sell it. And, you know, you should sell it. Make sure that it's available by April 1st, mm-hmm. 2002. I go, April 1st. He goes, yeah, don't ask questions. Just make sure it's ready. Mm-hmm and do a good job. They, they already seen what mm-hmm. it was working. So, you know, we scrambled, and, you know, three months of like 24 seven work or, or 20, uh, 27, you know, like not necessarily 24. But we we did long, 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 long hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got, uh, we got an Apple design award for our, our product and that kind of mm-hmm. launched
0: uh, wow. Daylight.
1: We were still doing consulting at the time because it wasn't enough revenue to mm-hmm. offset. Uh, but then in 2007, we switched to being a completely product company, mm-hmm. uh, and then in 2016, we became a SaaS uh, okay. company. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we took the daylight platform and we we migrated it to a, a you know web backed, still native clients mm-hmm. on iPhone, iPad, iPad uh, and Mac, but back end you didn't need a server anymore and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So that's how. Fascinating. Uh, market circle came to be where it's at. Incredible. today.
0: And the uh, next question is that uh, what does Daylight do and how do you uh, support so many small entrepreneurs? So I think um,
1: one of the decisions we made early on was um, we were hearing a lot about CRM failures mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. and when we when I kind of dug into it, like why were they failing Siebel and all these things people would spend millions of dollars implementing it and then you know it would fail and I go, what would they fail? well I found out that it was the fact that uh, management wanted the data, but the users that are actually doing the sales or mm-hmm. or the work mm-hmm. uh, didn't want to use that system and never put the data in. so then it was like uh, you know uh, it's you know garbage in, garbage out, or mm-hmm. nothing in, nothing out, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so then I we we thought about that a little bit, and we said, "Hmm, that's interesting. Why don't we start with the productivity part first, mm-hmm. layer on some CRM uh, on top of that?" Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what we did. Uh, so you know we got a proper calendar, we got a proper task management, we got all that kind of stuff that every day you you would be using the software because it's part of your productivity suite. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and in that process, you don't have multiple different systems. You have the history, the call history. You, you know, inside you have the opportunity, and the opportunity is linked to the contact, or the appointment, or the task. Mm-hmm. And so it's all interlinked. Uh, and so now what was happening is these small business people were actually using uh, the application and getting something out of it. And that's I think what uh, what what separates us. Also, we're a native application yeah. with offline data. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the
0: reasons that we were different than the others. Fascinating, fascinating. So uh, AJ, I'm now going to move to uh, some more generic questions on startups because a lot of our viewers and listeners are startup uh, founders or uh, are uh, aspirational founders Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you seem to have got lots of things right and I'm sure you made lots of mistakes as well. Oh yeah, lots of mistakes, lots of mistakes. But let me start by asking you, uh, what are some of the important qualities, in your view, that a startup founder should have?
1: So, you know, it was this is a very good question. I, I was like, okay, let me, uh, so I actually wrote some answers. Let me just make sure I remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things was belief in, that you will figure it out. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, as as we start a new business, like I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I still don't know what I'm doing sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so you have to have belief in that you'll somehow figure it out, which means that, you know, you'll see a problem and you'll tackle it, <clears throat> you'll ask for advice, you'll be humble enough to ask anybody for advice. Okay. Uh, and then you'll put all that together and then you'll, mm-hmm. you'll make a decision. So so if you don't have belief that you'll figure it out, you will run into many roadblocks and and you'll be deflated because you will say, well, uh, you know, I hit the wall here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, what am I going to do? Mm. Uh, so that happened many, many times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, that I think is the number one trait, mm-hmm. you know, belief that you'll figure out somehow. Right? Fantastic. The other one is a thirst for solving problems, mm-hmm. because you will run into many problems. Again, it's kind of related to the first. Yeah. Um, and and by uh, a thirst of solving problems, you'll you'll solve problems for the customer, which they're willing to pay you for. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then you, uh, but that's that's really secondary to actually running a business in terms of how you run your business, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then um, and and having a, a few people that you can tr- that you trust that have some kind of knowledge in your domain. Mm-hmm. That, that are you know that that have some businesses that you can go to and ask them and say you know I'm running into this kind of problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think or what would you advise or whatever, right? Like like you would get some you know like a little like a little nugget and then mm-hmm. you dig that nugget and you may find your solution. Wonderful. So, so be willing to ask uh, for you know being willing to share the fact that you have this embarrassing problem which sometimes they are embarrassing right. and then
0: uh, and, and then get some advice on it, and see. then dig into it. And uh, the the converse of that question uh, is, what in your opinion are some of the basic mistakes a lot of startup entrepreneurs make? So
1: um, another very good question. Let me just uh, uh, forward here. Um, So having the wrong people in the wrong seats, Mm or having the wrong people, Mm -hmm. right? I think what happens is you start, you try and Get anybody to help you because you know you're kind of scrambling. You don't know what the hell Correct. you're doing. Correct. Uh, and sometimes you you end up picking good people, and sometimes you end up picking not good people, mm. right? And I picked. I've been lucky enough that I picked some good people, but there were some not good people. Mm. And then you have to be have the courage to to let those people go because they're either don't match your core values or mm-hmm. or they you know, they're, they're just toxic to the environment, mm-hmm. uh, or they're very negative. Um, and so you want to be able to, to get rid of those people. Mm-hmm. The other one is uh, uh, having people whose core value, so that's a mistake, right? Having people whose core values are different than yours. Mm-hmm. So let, let, let's take an example, like, let's say that that you're a very, a very ethical person that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you say something, you're going to do it versus, you know, you've got some people that are you know ethics is not their their forte or whatever mm. so what's going to happen is there's always going to be conflict mm. between how you feel you should solve a problem and how they feel the problem should be solved mm-hmm. and there'll be like lots of headbutting, yep. and that's because their core values don't align to yours mm. and causes friction so that's another uh, uh, mistake you know I made that mistake myself. Mm-hmm. The other one is uh, not managing cash flow carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen many startups uh, um, uh, or, for example, all their money into uh, marketing and advertising when the product is not ready or uh, when they don't have a repeatable sales process or or those kinds of things. Mm. And then you're depleted of cash. And what are you going to do? You either have to go beg for more, mm. which values your position. Or you, if they don't give you, you got to fold up. Yep. Right. And I've, I've, I've run across that. Um, um, uh, Many times, mm. and another one is uh, uh losing belief in yourself, mm. and so what can happen there is you know you're working, you're working you know you hit one wall, you hit another wall, you hit another wall you know like you, and and finally you' like you know you 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 kind of fall on the floor and you, you need a uh you know maybe this could be your spouse, maybe this could be a brother or a sister or a yeah. parent or they you know they recognize that and pick you up and say, hey, going to be all right, you'll figure this out, you know, mm-hmm. you know, take you out of it kind of thing, right? So you need that kind of, you know, because as a, a entrepreneur, you'll be working hard, 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 mm-hmm. right? And if you don't manage that, that side of it, you'll fall on your face, and you won't get up. And that's no necessity.
0: Very good. Very great response. Thank you. So, you know, you just told me about your experience in raising money and going from one VC to yeah. another. Yeah, I'd love to get your perspective on this million dollar question, should Mm -hmm. one bootstrap as long as possible? Or should one raise money whenever it's available?
1: That's a very good question. Um, My preference is bootstrapping. Let me explain why Mm -hmm. there's a reason for it um especially if you are new to the whole running a business and you know making mistakes and all that because you don't have the experience mm-hmm. now if you had the experience of running a business you're you're a little older you, you, you've gone through the gauntlet you, you know you know how to read financial uh, statements you understand all that kind of stuff then it might be uh, you know then you can maybe pull and then you know you know how to evaluate good mm-hmm. people versus bad people good fit versus bad fit you know you have the courage to kick out the ones that mm-hmm. aren't you, know, if you if you're like that, then it might make sense to go raise some money. However, if you're not like that, like me, um, uh, you know, I think you need time. And if you raise money, if you go raise money, then you won't have the time because they have a parameter. Mm. I'm going to put X number of dollars in. I want X number of dollars out in these many years. And if you're not on that track, you're, you know, you're gone. So so for me, for example, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? Um. And I did try to raise money, actually, even after, and I never, you know, nobody ever gave me money. Even the banks, give me uh, uh, you know, I, as successful as the business is today, mm. with thousands of customers around the world, with recurring revenue, stable revenue. If mm. I go to the bank, they are still giving me problems to, you know, like, like extend our line of credit or mm. whatever. I said, what, are, what, do I have to do? Mm. So, so I've developed a, like, you know, what I don't need you. Mm. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll do this out of cash flow. Mm. Um, so I, I think that that. If you are um, inex- inexperienced, then you need to buy yourself time. Mm. If you're experienced, then maybe you can go there and get them because you have, a, you know, you know how to
0: do all the things that a new entrepreneur would not
1: know. Mm.
0: Wonderful. Uh, time for one more question. And uh, AJ, this is for the many people who will listen to our conversation. Mm-hmm. Based on your incredible journey from Congo to Canada, uh, from your dot com to market circle to going to the US to try to raise money to building a global brand, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your learnings and from our conversation?
1: Another very good question. I, just, I love your questions. Um... Uh, so the three the three takeaways from what are the three lessons uh, where I did answer this question where Where is it here? Um, so the the three things are number one is realizing that other entrepreneurs that have made it. Are just like you. They're humans just like you. Yeah, they've made the same mistakes. Mm. we're going to make. Yeah, and if it's not this one entrepreneur, it's another one. Yeah, right. Yeah, because there is sometimes a feeling that you know, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, and you know, this guy was successful. He had all the chips on it, mm. and so uh, the 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 thing that that I I tell many people is that look, you these are just normal people. Mm. And don't like put them on a pedestal or anything like that because you can figure it out. You just got to have that belief to figure Correct. it out. Correct. Uh, have the courage maybe to ask them, <laughs> um, and and so that's the one thing I would like people to take away is that you know these entrepreneurs are just people like you and me. Uh, you know, they, they, the same issues and whatnot. And mm. it's okay. You'll make mistakes. They've made mistakes and you'll make mistakes that's and beautiful. don't beat yourself up on it. Mm. Uh, just you know, learn from the mistake. Uh, that's right. That was it. That was it. Uh, learn from the mistake. Don't dwell on it. Move on. Mm. Well said. So, 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 so it's more about protecting your energy in the sense of, um, Uh, uh, the ability for you to continue executing so that energy when i say that energy that could be physical energy and emotional energy like like for example if you're if you feel defeated or if you you know if you uh uh you know like 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 you want to protect that and make sure that that energy level it doesn't dip too low Mm. right and you got to do certain things and sometimes, for example, mm-hmm. it would be you know you're doing some physical activity mm-hmm. on the physical side, and then on the emotional side, maybe your recipe is books, or maybe your recipe is going to uh, church or mosque or whatever where you know you you have that 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 thing, or you know some other thing where you have you you can you can top up your emotional tank uh, and and keep going.
0: Fantastic. AJ, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your amazing journey, about what has gone into building market circle. And thank you also for talking to me about your thoughts of, for startup entrepreneurs. Thank okay. you again and good luck. Thank you
1: for having me and I'm honored to be on. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom